Hello, everyone. This is Jamie Flinchball. Welcome to another episode of People Solve Problems. I've got uh, an old friend of mine, Andy Bailey, uh, with me today. Um, he's the founder of PetraCoach, uh, of AlignToday.com, of Boundless.me. Uh, Andy is uh, unapologetically direct, um, unwavering commitment, focused on results, and a, a coach advisor to uh, to to uh, countless companies. I'll say, I'm sure there's a count, but an awful lot. So, Andy, how are you today? Very good. That counts 147 as of this morning. So, as an organization, we do that around North America, a little bit in uh, you know Europe, Europe, and then a little bit in Central America. And personally, I've worked with over 100 companies directly. So, we're we're about a thousand as an organization. I got a about a hundred under my belt. Fantastic. See, I knew you. I didn't even prep for that. I figured you probably did have an answer. Um, I've got my own. I'm I'm better at my total count than I am uh, how many I'm working with right now. So uh, yeah, uh, maybe I should pay more attention to that. Yeah. What's well, interesting about the work we do in that respect is we have a pers- is the word perspective, right? So we get all these different perspectives, and we can bring them into you know this kind of an environment and bring all those perspectives into this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And that's 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 how I feel about my work as a, you know, ad- advisor and thought partner is I can carry conversations on from one industry to another and see the patterns, see the connections. And so we both get that that opportunity to see see common patterns across a wide variety of companies, company size, industries and levels of maturity. So right, right. Keeps it fun and interesting. So um so I know you're uh, you're 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 big into things like personal accountability and you know action plan and setting goals things like that. So you know one of the one of the challenges is you, you talk to people about their problems and they just might be the same problem for a long time. They just don't seem to get moving. Um, they sit and stare, and I like to say admire the problem. Um, so you know how do you how do you think about deal with uh, sort of the lack of motivation for an individual to to get going and with the challenges they face. So uh, Ryan Holiday, who wrote a, a ton of Stoicism books, really great author. You've probably read many of them. Some of your listeners have probably read many of them. He has this great quote. That he says, uh, uh, we would rather be miserable than make ourselves a priority. And that's just the damn truth. Like the, the majority of society myself included at times, we feel sorry for ourselves. We get into this state of um, woe is me. And we just would rather sit there like for the human condition is just kind of that way. So I think the first piece of it is understanding ourselves, like being okay with being broken as a being, and then thinking about what is it that I want to achieve, right? So understanding I'm not going to be perfect. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to screw some stuff up along the way. I'm going to be unmotivated to go do that that day. Um, and, and being okay with a skip or a miss or a quit, but not doing that long term. Like that's the key, I think, you know, giving yourself a little bit of grace, but getting back on the horse to continue forward. Now you mentioned the word motivation, and people say this to me all the time, you know, I can't motivate my team or I can't motivate Steve or I like, and no, you never will. You're not going to motivate someone. Now, your job as a leader or someone who is working with another team member as a mentor, as an advisor, our jobs, Jamie, uh, simply is to inspire the other person. They have to motivate themselves. 
Now, some people inherently do that. Usually that comes from a historical background of growth, whether that be inside of a family unit, unit um, inside of a sports unit, you know, if they played early, early sports or went through sports in some way inside of a club where they wanted to rise and or they were recognized for something, whether that be theater or science or math. But people need to be involved in a place where they can rise in esteem so that they understand what that feels like. And then they're motivated to go do it again. Mm-hmm. So as a leader, part of our jobs is to figure out how to inspire someone to go from, you know, level one to level 1.1 and then go, hey, man, you went to 1.1. How did you do that? I did this and th- that is some cool shit. Let's keep doing that. And then it's 1.2. I think sometimes as leaders, we also expect people to go from one to 10. Mm-hmm. And they just that's not the path. Frankly, right. that's not the path you and I took. Yep. Um, that's not the path anybody successful takes. It, it's always 1.1, 1.2, 1.3, 1. 1.4, back to 1.2, up to 1.5. Like it's, there is no shortcut for that. So the key here, here I think, is motivation has to be with self first. And our job is to inspire. And that's a whole nother conversation. But how do we inspire an individual or a team to come together for the greater good? Yeah, I think that's I think that's great. There's 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 a couple of phrases that come to mind that I use. You know, one is sort of one heart, one mind at a time. And, and that is the point that it's still a very individual work. You got to find that motivation for for that person. And sometimes it's not the same motivation of the team. Um, another is, uh, I, I use the phrase, um, uh, relentless patience and it relates to your 1.1 versus 10. It's, it's relentlessness to be moving forward. It's patience to get to the 10, right? So not everybody's going to get to the 10, not everybody's going to get there at the same time, but are you moving in that direction? That's the relentlessness. So I think that's, you know, that, that's pretty fundamental. Um, and then you, you also, you know, a big part of what you just said there is sort of taking further inspiration from the progress. Right. There's a a quote. I think this is from Atlas Shrugged that said, "There's no, nothing motivates like accomplishment." Yeah. Um, something to that effect. And 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 so the point is, you you see accomplishment in your peer or in yourself, and it just motivates you to take that next step. And a lot of sort of personal journeys, like personal fitness, that's that's the cornerstone of that, right? celebrate the accomplishment to then motivate you to take the next hard step. And it's usually what we're doing, what we're talking about here is doing some of the hard work that needs to be done. I mean, just go outside and cut your front lawn, right? It's, it's the same thing. You know, we, we, we go out and I cut our grass. Uh, I used to back when I was really, really young, uh, you know, I was, I think every entrepreneur at some point had a landscape business. Really. They just cut people's grass. Um, and I did that. But, you know, you start, you do your first strip, you don't see a whole lot. You got a ton of work left and then strip by strip by strip by strip. But you can visualize the progress as it's actually happening. And that's the gap. Yep. It's difficult when you're doing thinking tasks many times for you to visualize the progress. Right. That 1.1 to 1.2 to 1.3 type progress. And I think leaders, managers, supervisors, part of their DNA needs to become recognizing that progress. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because it's hard to see. 
Yeah, it, it is. And and so, yeah, I remember, you know, mowing grass and, and uh, you know, being a, a sort of mathematically driven person. I, I would I would spend a lot of time, you know, with the mower looking at percentages done yeah. <laughs> and and trying to extrapolate, you know, time to to completion based on that. And uh, so, uh, yeah, and that that kept me kept me going through the hot days. So. You mentioned a line or a line today. That's the software we created to manage our kind of coaching practice and coaching process. It's a public thing now. Um, but that's what that does. It gives you a visual representation on a dashboard of your progress towards any goal. We call them priorities in the system. But it's like watching the strip of grass fall away. You, you, you're measuring green, yellow, red. or And you can take a whiteboard and do, do the same damn thing. But you know, just being able to visualize I'm taking steps being kind of the win or the yep. energy to go do more. Yep. So, so I'm providing that inspiration to get people to find their own motivation. Um, you know, is, is there, is there, so, you know, a, a list of three things, is there a cheat code or is it just the hard work of finding what works for somebody? I think you got to figure out what the, um, you know, the, the, I don't particularly like the way this is said, but everybody understands it. Um, what is your why? What is your purpose? Like plugging into something that's greater than our own, you know, our, our own achievement um, typically creates a little bit of forward momentum. So understanding why an organization truly exists for us, you know, our purposes reveal unrealized potential. Mm-hmm. That's that's why we exist. That can be inside an organization, inside an individual, inside of ourselves, and kind of how we talk about it internally. So understanding that why we exist as an organization and making sure that the individual inside of the organization has some direct alignment to that, mm-hmm. meaning, you know, they believe in that and they get energy from why we do what we do. So that that's kind of a base layer, probably overused euphemism, you know, purpose and why. But uh, I think there is some truth to that. I know it's true inside our organizations and the ones that we work with to create this concept and to work this concept. And then obviously, um, you know, our term is appreciation or, or what you appreciate appreciates what you what you notice and give appreciation towards. As long as it's specific, you'll get more of it. Mm-hmm. Somebody's we work with an organization that has trouble getting the people on the front lines to come to work on time and they have to, to start the damn line. Right. So when somebody shows up on time, we have them saying, um, saying and actually handwriting uh, the fact that you got here today on time, five minutes early, Jimmy, man, we really appreciate that. That allows us to do this. It allows us to do this. You're a great team member. That's a great example of this core value, like reinforcing the thing that we need somebody to do so that they can elevate their game. Mm -hmm. Now, you can't just always be good job, good job, good job, good job, Johnny, either. You have to have circumstances for non-performance. Mm-hmm. You have to have guardrails and standards by which we operate. And those walls do not move. If you allow them to move, then you lose inspiration as well. Right. So I think it's those three things. Understanding purpose, making sure that there's a level of appreciation for what they're doing well, recognizing growth. And then also making sure that there are consequences and, you know, if there's non-performance or negative things happening, that you are addressing those really quickly. Yeah. Awesome. So those are some of the, the ingredients to get people moving and 
you know, for those that, you know, follow, follow me know that when I talk about problem solving, it's a pretty broad definition and any, you know, any gap to our goal is by definition a problem. So as we're making progress towards those goals, those are some of the ingredients that get us moving in the right direction, get the organization, the inspiration, as you say. So, so once we're moving, once we've got that, that progress, what what becomes a wall? What 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 gets in the way of maintaining that progress towards towards those goals? What what sort of just destroys that that personal motivation? Um, lack of lack of progress, uh, and I think every team has a team member who outperforms the other team members, mm-hmm. and every team has a team member that is not. The performer on the team so you know it's the weakest link in the chain concept so I, I think people get pretty disgruntled and even disheartened when they're not able to move forward because of other people now in my experience many times that is because of leadership it is not necessarily because of their team members so if you're in a managerial supervisor, you know, you have a team or a small team, or maybe you're just responsible for yourself, that looking up the ladder and seeing non-performance or non-compliance or non-standard or non-motivation, whatever you want to call it, can really kill my drive to be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the one of the ways that we speak about this is uh, you won't be able to see this if you're listening to it, but I, I'm just holding my hand high in the air that you as the leader, supervisor, manager, whatever, if you're responsible for other humans in your business, then they are only ever going to perform right below you. They're not going to outpace you. They're not going to continue to grow past you. Therefore, just by definition, you had better pick up your pace such that they will begin to pick up their pace. So whatever pick up the pace means, you know, gaining more knowledge, getting more skills, whatever that acquisition of looks like, you got to go do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I still remember back when I was a soccer coach, I I went to get my national diploma, which is a, a you know, a fairly big effort for, for somebody who was really doing volunteer work. Um, but I did it because I was expecting all my players to improve on their own. I said, this is my expectation of you. I can't have that expectation unless I'm going to improve myself. And so whether I needed the the, the week long of training or, or not is is was sort of less important than the fact that I was demonstrating I'm going to try to go get better. I expect you all to go self-improve as well. And there's a great word when for the person who expects it of others but won't do it themselves. It's called a hypocrite. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's a painful truth. Right. And lots of leaders, supervisors, managers, whatever positions, hell, CEOs mm-hmm. are hypocrites. Yeah. You know, y'all do this. No, 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 no. I'm going to set the standard. I'm going to run at a higher pace. If I say we're going to start the meeting at eight o'clock every morning, then I'm going to be in the room at 755, ready to go at eight o'clock. I'm not right. the one that's going to walk in late and then set the example for everybody else to follow. I mean, you see it all the time, too, I'm sure. Yep. yep. So that that lack of progress around you and your leader, uh, you know, is is one of those things that that hurts that motivation. 
Um, you know, you talked about lack of progress. So maybe just sort of as a last uh, area to, to, to delve into a bit, you know, sometimes you get somebody sort of admiring the problem and, you know, they're just not getting the help they need to solve it. They, they, they're, here's what's in my way. And sometimes it, it sort of can happen at the extreme. I remember one team kind of going, okay, we're ready to improve. What are your problems? And they're like, everything over there. And so, you know, what, what happens when people hit that wall, when they, 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 they look at the problem and go, I, I, I don't have what I need to, to move forward. I, I think I'm going to give you a couple of, of kind of, kind of thoughts on this topic. Um, the first being when we come into a room, we run, we, we create weekly meeting structures for organizations and we teach people how to run a meeting effectively so they get more from the meeting than time is spent in the meeting. One of the things that we do is manage a parking lot. Everybody knows what the hell that is. Yep. Place to keep stuff to work on during a given time period, right? So when we do a parking lot exercise, we have the 15 things that we've got on the parking lot. We need to choose the one, the problem in this case, choose the one that we're going to work on. And then that goes up on the board. We're not going to fix 15. We're going to fix something today, though. So we pick the one thing, the problem. Rather than focusing on the problem, we have them define what is the outcome that we want in this given time from the focusing on the problem. So I think the first thing is we have a tendency to go, here's a problem, here's a problem, here's a problem. And we got all this baggage that we bring to the table. And all we want to do is continue to bitch and moan about the problem or tell you why it's not working. Or I already know all that stuff. We as a collective know this is a problem. We define that already. Next step is let's define the outcome from the time that we're spending working on the problem. Now, and that needs to be very specific. Now, all conversations that we have are directed at an outcome. It, it might be a defined resolution. It might be a next step, whatever it might be. But we're not focused on the problem any longer. We're focused on the outcome of the problem or time that we're spending on. Make sense? Yep. So that simple little switch, and I can tell you stories of multi tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars spent in meetings that I set in that were nothing but the former. And after we put this little tweak into that meeting, huge changes. Mm -hmm. like the first time I sat in, I was like, <laughs> the president of this very large company, you deal with these same jokers too, said to me, well, what do you think about my meeting? I said, Dude, your meeting sucked. Yeah. What? Like nobody ever told him that. Right? Yeah. The second comment I'll make is um, the problem that you wrote down or the problem that's in the parking lot or the problem you keep talking about may not be the actual problem. So you, the term you use, I think, is reframe it. So reframing it may be something to think about. Um, there's, a, there's a story that I tell. I told you I'm direct. Um, and sometimes I'll tell this story simply for impact. Now it's going to horrify some people on the on your podcast. <laughs> so you can decide where you keep it in there or not. There's these two guys that are fishing. Two guys are on the side of the bank. The the river's rolling pretty good, and they're just out there fishing, having a good time. They're talking to each other. And a few minutes into fishing, there's a baby in a basket that starts floating down the river. One of the guys looks to the other one and says, "Oh my God, there's a baby in the river. We got to go get the baby." He jumps in the water. He gets the baby, puts him up on the on the shore. They go back to fishing. A few minutes go by. Here comes another baby in a basket. Right, baby in a basket. 
other guy says, well, you're soaking wet. You get in. So he gets in, he gets the baby. Now they got two babies sitting up on shore. A few minutes go by and then there's two babies come down in a little basket. Both of them have to get in. They're getting babies before they know it. They're just all, they're not fishing anymore. They're just getting babies out of the water and putting them up on the, on the bank. And one of the guys from the water jumps up and he jumps out of the water and he starts running up river. And the dude in the water is surrounded by babies in baskets. And he says, where are you going? Where are you going? All these babies, some are getting biased. They're, we can't keep up. And the guy says, I'm going to figure out who's putting them in the river. Yep. So the reframing of the problem many times is we got babies in the river. We got babies in the river. How do we get the babies out of the river? That's not the problem. The problem is way upstream or root cause, root cause analysis. Mm -hmm. What the hell's causing the problem? Go work there. Yep. Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, that's definitely, uh, I, I don't use that example, but that is. Nobody would. Nobody would use my. <laughs> but that is uh, exactly, you know, sometimes the work we have to do is we spend all our time dealing with the symptoms. We never actually solve the problem. And. You know, some of it is, you know, we're so enamored with the symptoms, the the babies in the in the river, uh, we we never even think to to run upstream and, and solve it. And we're also just not confident that once we do it, we're gonna find anything we can do anything about. So it's a constant struggle for people. But you know, fundamentally it's it's really the only way to make progress. Um right. you know, as so many organizations spend, hey, I, I'm 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 I'm, I'm running really hard on the treadmill and I'm afraid what happens if I stop. Uh, well, also what happens if you keep going and usually not good things. So, so you, you really need to, to get back and, and solve that for us. So great, great stuff, Andy. Um, I know, I know uh, your, your experience working with uh, really tough organizational challenges, uh, really articulate about how to move an organization forward and, and so I really appreciate your insights. Um, one last thing is where can uh, where can people find you? Um, come to Boulder, Colorado. I live in Boulder, Colorado. No, just go go to the web, uh, Petra, P-E-T-R-A-C-O-A-C-H, PetraCoach.com. Uh, I'm on there. My direct email is on there as well. You're more than welcome anytime to reach out. Fantastic. Well, really appreciate it and uh, be well. All right. Good to see you, brother. Thanks for listening to the People Solve Problems podcast. Let's keep the conversation going. Visit jflinch.com for more episodes and other content. And continue to join us on your podcast app, of course. We greatly appreciate your feedback through reviews and ratings. Consider expanding your understanding of problem solving with Jamie's book, People Solve Problems, The Power of Every Person, Every Day, Every Problem. Available on Amazon. Until next time, keep learning, innovating, and solving problems.